to, to Lost Boys at all. I'm excited. For the good of the realm. He's How good at it. He's good at it. Who came up with the idea to watch this movie? I thought of it, I don't know, it was off the cuff because you guys were talking about for Spooky Season we had done an alien movie, we were yeah. going to do a zombie movie, and I was like, oh, well, there's fucking vampires. There's fucking vampires. No, like, they're, they're, a big, they're a big genre that we're not covering. How did you know? So you haven't seen it? But you knew No, it was I a haven't seen movie. it, but it's been referenced a lot. Welcome to your father's favorite movies, a podcast where we view and then offer a fresh generational perspective on movies that your dad probably liked. It's October, so we have been watching some Halloweeny films lately, which brings us to 1987's teenage vampire classic, The Lost Boys. Spooky. Spooky season. Where are the boys? Uh, I'm Jake, who likes movies, and today we are joined by Chase, Hannah, Kai, and I also like movies. Kelsey, movies are okay. Agnostics. I was gonna start with that for oh. for the Lost Boys. Love log lines. It's nice and simple. I love this one. After moving to a new town, two brothers discover that the area is a haven for vampires. T. That's the log line. That's the log line. That's it. All right, great. Where's it's a great the, setup. Our, our new guests are screenwriters. I was wondering if you guys can think of a better log line, like off the cuff. If if you had to pitch this movie in an elevator, in uh. What's your one sentence? What's, yeah. A family dog defeats a family of vampires. <laughs> a gang of the most beautiful hair you've ever seen eats people also. Eat people. The, the hair in this movie was like, oh, the, yeah. it's the best time capsule of the 1980s. Yeah. It um, is a very 80s film. We yeah. could not figure out, well, there's just like a disagreement. Uh, between whether the film supplied such hair or whether those actors who were like cool, trendy people came in with their 80s mullets. I guess we should describe what we're talking about because it, it's... Just just think like Dokken, the 80s hair band. Like that's that's what all the vampires' hair was like. Oh, they, like uh, lots of hairspray, very very tall hair. But there mm-hmm. was detail. Mullets. And there, I noticed the detail in the extras too and that honestly stood out to me and that yeah. makes me think that this was a very intentional elevated every hair choice. was placed see but that makes me think that everyone that <laughs> everybody just had that <laughs> hair because all the extras just they don't all have this, time like, for awesome all of yeah. that yeah i just like to think of them going into this movie and being like that being such an important part of it right in and the it it's like, in the pitch somewhere yeah it was really like captivating even yeah. when they were just no spoilers, but spoiler, dying. <laughs> Their hair was perfect. Their hair was just such a part of all wow. of it. Yeah. And, and for the people at home, if you're worried about spoilers, like just go watch the movie. It came out like 30 years ago. Yeah. I, I actually have a note about the hair. I was going to save it till much later because uh, it's we're it's, talking it's about it now. End of the movie. It's uh, higher time you say it. The so the vampires are hanging upside down, except they've got these mullets. So it's like they have short hair, and then like the <laughs> long hair in the back is like hanging down, <laughs> and it's just, it just looks really stupid. You don't and like I, upside down mullets. Yeah, how did we feel about like the fear factor of these vampires? Like how scary on a on a you know, in comparison to other vampires? That's a good point because I I thought they seemed rather ridiculous. Just yeah. like the not just the hair, just the clothing. Like you know, yeah. it was totally. I mean, chaotic. They were like Power Rangers villains, right? Oh, like they, they were really well were. done, yes. but they were like cartoony. I think the only time that I 
like it all worked because that was the vibe of the film. It was like gonna be cheesy. The it was only camp. time that I like, yeah. l- yes, it was super campy. The only time that I like laughed at maybe some of the the effects was when he was looking at his reflection, which all they had to do was say that he didn't have one, but I guess he's only half a vampire, so he only has half a reflection. Mm, interesting. His reflection in the mirror was like <laughs> like Casper the ghost. I don't know. Or, it or, wasn't or like working. Uh, R.L. Stein. What was those uh, goosebumps? Oh, goosebumps. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was that was a little out of tone. <laughs> I thought it was fine effect, TV level CGI. Yeah. I do want to say so. This is the first time in the history of this podcast where we are all first time viewers. Mm. So uh, before we get into it, we should do our first impressions. I guess right. First impressions. The Lost uh, Boys. Uh, I recognize a lot of the actors in it uh, from several other things out of the 80s and 90s. Uh, so it's kind of exciting to see. And, and like a fairly young roles for them, I thought. You know, uh, a lot of the actors, I this is the youngest I've seen them. So uh, that was kind of like cool. Like who? Uh, like Alex Winter, who played, uh, was it Bill? On Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Uh, he was oh. one of the vampires. Kiefer. Kiefer uh, Sutherland. Sutherland. Sutherland Jack Bauer. Uh, there's a sweet poster of Rob Lowe. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's the youngest which, um, you've seen Rob Lowe. Yeah, which Hannah poster. got right away. She oh, was I like, clocked That's that. That's Rob Lowe. If I, ever I have saw that one. same poster on my closet. <laughs> yeah. There's a radar. Um, oh, and then the Gilmore Girls. Uh, the yeah. grandpa. The grandpa. The yeah. grandpa of Gilmore Girls is like the bad guy. And for anyone who loves Gilmore Girls, seeing him in full Power Rangers villain makeup. Is <laughs> worth watching the film for. There's a weird tongue uh, moment that I, yeah. I can't he look like, past. Yeah, yeah, he like sticks his tongue out like a little a little snake devil. Yeah, a, little, a fun little character <laughs> choice. Yeah, it was a choice. <laughs> it was. But honestly, besides the fact that he was a vampire, he was also the same character as he is on Gilmore Girls, which is like really. Yeah, he's like a he's like a very put together. I know better than you fatherly figure, which is exactly what he was in this one, except that he also eats people. But mm. we didn't even know that until the very end. Yeah, yeah, that was a twist ending situation. Right, so for the most part, it was just... Yeah, 90% of the movie Gilmore Girls' Gilmore grandpa. Girls. Yeah. yeah. yeah, Just being a bumble in a guy with funny shirts. Yeah, he the had, a, shirts. He had a, a, a good quote, which is, I think, a great first date quote when he was hanging out with the mom of the main characters. He said... Uh, you have a generous nature. I like that in a person. Yeah. Which you want to go to dinner. It wasn't yeah. just a first like quote. It was an opener. <laughs> he That was the <laughs> that first was the thing first he said thing. to her, pretty much. Yeah. You have a generous nature. Well, first I he like offered her a sucker, if that helps. <laughs> that <laughs> is true. <laughs> he, he gave oh. one to a child and then to the girl. Yeah. The woman. Yeah. Excuse me. The mother. The mother. Who is Diane Weist. I like saying is her that, last name. Oscar name? award winning Diane Vice. Yes. What yeah. else has she been in? Hannah and her sisters. Mm. Um, uh, uh, Bullets Over Broadway, the Woody Allen stuff. And then she. So was she in oh, the, she was just in that movie, I the one with the old people getting taken advantage of. Come on, oh, Netflix. Yeah. Um, I care too much. I care too much. I had another first impression. Sure. Uh, which I, I actually, it's more of a last impression because <laughs> I, I thought of this after we watched the movie. Why didn't we drink wine? Oh, or blood, we, mm. or we garlic bathwater? Empire movie. Why didn't we drink wine? Okay, for the listeners, when you watch this movie, you have to have wine. Yeah, bring wine. Red wine. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true. Because why? Why drink white wine at a vampire movie? That wouldn't make any sense. That'd be a waste. 
Yeah, don't be an idiot. It'd be kind of yeah. insulting. Come on. Yeah. Like what? <laughs> Watch The Hobbit. Okay, so um, who else has oh, a first um, impression? Well, I, I so I thought this was like very... It was like the most over-the-top, campy 80s movie. And I was like, oh, all right, so this got some edgy, like R-rated nature. But at the same time, it's got these weird points in the movie where it's not... You can't take it seriously because there's the Frog Brothers like doing their thing. Yeah, it's, yeah, a, Edgar it's a total and Alan. comedy. Yeah, Edgar and Alan, Alan Frog. It's for sure a comedy. Yeah, but yeah, I was like, I don't understand what the movie's going for, and it feels like it's made in a time that I I was predating me. And well, in the first I, like 10, 15 minutes, I like I even wrote it down like the acting is atrocious. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which they kind of do get into the swing of it as the movie goes on, but. In the early going, I was like, really? You're using well, a, hard, a curling like... bar to carry your clothes into your new room? <laughs> and then he puts his, he like dumps his clothes down and then like starts curling. Yeah, <laughs> no. But that's not like the acting. Like we have like Oscar award winners in this. Uh, yeah. There's good actors. Yeah, there's this. good actors. I think like, it's who's the Oscar? writing. Diane Weiss. Oh, it's, oh, right. Diane Weiss. <laughs> and uh, did what? Did Kiefer win an Emmy? Maybe. 24 was a big deal. Probably. This yeah. is definitely Kiefer. It's not. His... It's like that's the writing. Like it was in the script. Right. Carry this thing in. But also, one of my favorite lines, if we're talking about the campy writing, is when mom is, like, trying to, like, be funny. And they had just, like, <laughs> literally just unpacked their bags from leaving their father and her right. husband. That was so fresh. And she, it was so fresh. Like, the whole plot was they're leaving the father and moving to this new town. Like, their whole life is kind of falling apart. And she just, like, very cheerily sits down on the bed next to her kid and is like, one of the reasons I divorced your father is because he didn't believe in a monster in the closet. (laughs) (laughs) Which is, she's the one that doesn't believe in it later on. Right. So it's foreshadowing. So she's a liar. She's... Yeah, she's. She, they should uh, go back to their dad. They should leave. Yeah, go back. <laughs> she to says dad. a lot of very. What was the other thing that we thought was? Oh, like, I loved when yeah, her her, her dad, the her, grandpa. Yeah. She's like, you haven't had people over since mom died eight years ago. <laughs> <laughs> like just the cutest. Yeah, thing. it should have been like eight months. Everything ago she says, she says <laughs> like so it's mean. the cutest thing she's ever. Very, but like, she makes a lot of light over some dark family quickly. situations. Yeah, and she is also, like, they move, and then two days later, she's on her first date. Which, like, maybe the marriage has been over for a while. We don't know. But well, And they're, like, kissing, like, right away. Like, oh, yeah. the first date totally doesn't even happen. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. he goes to, like, meet her at the house and just plants one on It was, her. like, a five-second kiss, To be fair, kiss, she looked a little weirded out by it. She was a little like, yeah. oh, we're kissing. Uh. And on his end... He's a vampire that was trying to he abduct to her taste. into his clan. So, like, there was stuff going on. There, we didn't know. There's another yeah. weird one at the end where uh, he's got Sam, like, with his arm around Sam's <laughs> neck, and he's reaching out to the mom, like, come join me. And she's just like, ah, well, okay. <laughs> he has to save, she, to save his, her, her kid. Son. Like he, had, he had her baby. It wasn't because she it, liked him. It wasn't. <laughs> there was no part where she tried to save the kids at all. What are you talking about? She was going to sacrifice herself. Yeah. She to was become sacrificing a vampire. herself to Although save I guess Sam because he had he was like was, um, yeah, he was basically was saying join me or I'm going to kill the baby is what I got. Huh. See, as a maternal figure, I picked it up. I understood <laughs> what the uh, yeah. Me but I understand the Jake motivation the in her later. performance, yeah. Oscar as or not. Sorry, maternal figures. Yes. What did you guys have first impressions to blanket first impressions to go through before I get into the business? The music, I can talk about the music. Mm. I mean, mm. 80s 
mm. at its at its best. <laughs> well, at its best or at its true. It was just it was just eight. It was in its true form. Yeah. There was a lot of Phantom of the Opera vibes. Oh my gosh, there was a lot. Not just like vibes. Like it shared like melodies and chords. It was on in the same key. I almost Dun! started singing it. And the organ. That was the big thing that reminded us of it. Is they but had the same like. Lots of reverb. Yeah, but Phantom of the Opera was written in the eighties. It's true. It's an eighties musical. I did love. Really, the Phantom of the Opera was in the eighties. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, that's why. Would have thought. God, guys, you got a theater kid on the podcast. I'm so sorry. That was inspired by this film, Phantom of the Opera. This film was very theatrical. If we want to talk about another Oscar-winning moment for me, it was Kiefer's single tear. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. What? So sad. I'm still like, was he crying <laughs> because his friend died, or was he crying because his hand hurt, or oh, both? I think. I think. No, I think it was his hand. I think what? it was his hand. It was his friend. I like. He doesn't that care it's... about other. About his friend, he'd been with his friend for who knows how long, decades. His friend gets stabbed in his sleep. He's not that bad of a guy. He murders people, like you know. Oh, well, was that all? Alex Winter that got stabbed? <laughs> yeah. The lost. I cried Boys, one too when the I was title and the fact that like they've been adopted by Gilmore Grandpa. Like, where are these boys lost from? Like we also don't know. Like Kiefer could be like have a lot of trauma. Could have a lot of trauma. Well, he was doing the bidding. I mean, it was like he put like grandpa put not grandpa, uh Gilmore Girls grandpa put yeah, him we, up. We're to, gonna call him grandpa. It's the head vampire. Head vampire Max. put him up to Max. luring in the Max family vampire. of boys and I mean, it's in a little abusive. Yeah, yeah like thing. he wants to impress him, which makes me. And he also like they have them dressed as like, oh, they're the bad kids in town. So it's kind of like what? Like, did they like get kicked out and find solace in this vampire community? Like, is society to blame for this tribe of vampire so boys? This is I, a I class a conflict. <laughs> yes. I I think what happened. So they talk about in they like reference the earthquake in what nineteen oh six. So I think that. Probably head vampire and Kiefer probably have been vampires for like, you know, what is it, seventy five years, uh. and and like they've just gotten used to blending into society, and so like Kiefer has gone around and like wrangled up these lost boys and turned them into vampires, and, mm. and it totally uh, it's unexplainable. They don't talk about it at all in the movie, but the We're fact that they like reference something and he's talking about history from 80 years ago, like how would he know? Oh yeah, he he does like drop that history note like 1906. It's and like, then he says, and so then we moved in. Day. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That what is if- interesting. Good catch there. So here's the thing. I'm gonna I'm gonna run down the deaths in this movie. Stop me anytime I've reached a scene that you have a comment about. Great. Love. All right. So, death count. Number one, way at the beginning, there is the police officer who says, or security guard, <laughs> who says, get off the boardwalk or whatever he says. Right, they, he, they start, the movie starts on a carousel, and then there's like these whack-ass like, vampire guys <laughs> just walking around the just carousel. Just walking. Can we talk about that? Like well, It was like yeah. their carousel. Like They were just like, wa- who oh, just yeah. strolls well, through a what moving were, carousel? Do we what were they trying to the do? Town trying I loved to it, knows? but why? You think that like he knows they're vampires because Grandpa knew. Told like, you not to be here. Also, I loved the line at the beginning. Is there a job around here? Nothing legal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love the setup of uh, Santa Carla. Is that a real town? I, I just really need to know. 
Um, you want to go there first? Here's where he, they shot in Santa Cruz. That's what I thought. Okay, so where Santa, they shot Santa us. Carla. That's the Santa Cruz boardwalk. Santa uh, Cruz Beach Boardwalk. Yeah. And in the warm California. Because you guys were talking about Santa Carla, the murder capital of the world, and how that's not true. Yeah. That's Kelsey's first note is nope. That's not true. Right. It, it can't be the, of the world, murder capital no. of the world. Santa Cruz was called the murder capital of the world in real life because there were at the same time in the 70s three serial killers operating. And within a matter of like three years, there were 36, something like 36 um, people so, found dead by well, serial killers. Well, we got killing. Zodiac, I was Golden gonna State, say. and oh, I don't the Tickler? <laughs> Don't know. The, the tickler. tickler. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do tell. Tick, well, the tickler is more a uh, San Francisco serial killer, um, which isn't that far from Santa Cruz. Hmm. Uh, but he would basically, he would like pull Johns in um, and then like, and be like, oh, I'm going to draw you. And he would like, oh, no, no, sorry. That's the doodler. Oh, of course. Imagine being a serial killer and going into the paper and being like, they're calling me the doodler <laughs> i know so yeah he, he had all these like half drawn like pictures of men and then he would like kill them so wait chase is the tickler also a thing that exists and it's like a separate case i think the tickler might be a sex toy now that i'm thinking <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, that was my right. amazon shopping let's get back really. to the, uh, <laughs> the death count <laughs> okay okay that was the the cop who reached his car and then was pulled into the air along with his car and door. he was holding on to that car door cool. so hard i know yeah that he do we think he knew that they were vampires that's my that's my question because grandpa not gilmore grandpa not had vampire but the actual grandfather of the the so family many damn vampires in this town like had been like prepping steaks and shit stuff it do seems we not like everybody kind of prepping knows. steaks and stuff yeah well, like everyone, everyone kind of yeah, knows. Wasn't prepping steaks he was he was just building a fence Chase, he drove in in that last scene with no less than 50 stakes attached <laughs> to his car. That's true. Okay. They were prepped. Yeah. You got to have stakes nearby. Why not build but a yeah, fence out the, of them? The security guard said, like, uh, I told you not to come back to this carousel or something like that. Yeah. And, like, so, like, he knows <laughs> the guys are no good. Like, if you know there's vampires, why mess with them, right? Get out of the way. Let them terrorize whoever. Yeah. Well, that's why I'm like, okay, are they there on the carousel to recruit? Because they have this little boy, Star's little brother or not, and he's on the missing thing. So is it, like, he was a missing kid that was, like, wandering around and they're like, we'll take care of you? Or is he missing because they abducted him? Like, do they gather huh. already lost mm. souls or do they... People are lost. I didn't see them they... kill anybody just to kill them. Like I thought, vampires said that to feed. But no, they they, they did. Totally that was did. the bonfire. The bonfire. Uh, oh, that's right. Yeah. The couple they drank their blood. Couple yeah. making out. Mm-hmm. And the scary cop. Guy. Yeah. So we got police. I have here not a person that died, but sax man. This happens between. So I wanted to bring it up. There was there was that... a sax man. Oh, uh, well, we can talk singer. about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think we should. He was greased up and the baby grooving. oil budget on this film (laughs) (laughs) yeah he was like for a musician to be that big is almost a waste because you should be an athlete if you're that big like he was half giant he was like bodybuilder bigger he was like actually like twice the height of a normal human being the saxophone in his hand looked like a toy was, there's no way that this guy was actually playing the sax because if he could play the sax that well, this would be like a world famous guy. His name's Tim Capello, and he is the lead singer of the of that band. That's a real band. Play that song, yeah. 
So he was playing the sax. Man. Yeah, he's a sax man. Man. There's a lot of good bands in the world with people who can play really well who are not famous. <laughs> well, it's, really, I, it's a shame. I don't know. Roadhouse. He's famous <laughs> enough. He played in Jeff uh, Healy the Lost Boys. It's true. Yeah. He also well, wasn't did really you catch wearing the name pants. of the band. <sighs> I don't he, remember. he definitely wasn't wearing a it shirt. It might be Tim Capello. Oh, he okay. was it might for be it. podcast listeners. He was a a eight foot tall <laughs> tree trunk. <laughs> we didn't see him next wide, to Completely ripped in every muscle looked, of his body. He looked like up a professional, like a wrestler. Yeah, yes. he did totally. He looked like Hulk Hogan with a little tiny saxophone, <laughs> but like bigger than Hulk Hogan. A, a normal size saxophone, and it was just, just it such tiny. a strange well, choice. He was also on stage, and the shot was from down on the floor. No, he is that big. Okay, he's fifteen feet his, tall. Is that in your notes? Yes. Yeah, okay. uh, <laughs> <I mean this. laughs> um. So. That's when the, the good guys first arrive. We'll move on. Uh, we cut to a steamy couple in a car, which is steamy, and both of them get taken up by vampires, so we're at three deaths. Well, they, they also rip off the top of the yeah, car, again, making it car a convertible, damage. which is pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, All of these deaths are like POV, kind of, too. Yeah. So mm-hmm. We haven't fun. seen the bad guy yet. Kelsey's still wondering if these are aliens. <laughs> yeah, because it looks like they're abducting them. They like suck them out of their cars yeah. and stuff. Yeah, right. Um, moving on, so now we've got a vampire in the good guys, right? What's his name? Uh, Michael. Michael's now Michael, older vampire-ish. Brother. We don't know what's going on yet, exactly. So I was curious about Michael, uh, and and this is a question for you, Jake, as a dungeon master. Uh, <laughs> is there any relation to the archangel, Ar- archangel Michael? Oh. Hmm. Like, is he, is he, does he have a biblical name for a reason? Oh, just just Michael himself. Uh, yeah, Are there was vampires in the Bible. David. He's supposed to be like the warrior of the angels, so it would make sense for them to name him that because people people loved just like jointly being in, like. In Bible. Why would the bad Doesn't guy Michael be... go down into hell and then like like there's some story about he goes into hell and they like then he pulls somebody out or something like that. That was Hercules in the Disney <laughs> film Hercules. No, that's not what I'm thinking of. Um, but anyway, I was I was just curious about if there's like a reason for his name to be Michael. But if it's a biblical thing, then why is David and Star right, David? They also do. We have their bad guys, and so then it's like, are we getting anti-Semitic? I don't know. What the main bad guy's name is David. His girlfriend, who Michael falls in love with, is named Star. <laughs> so she's we the made star the of David. Star of David. <laughs> I they kind of play with it in the script too. Yeah. Well, yeah, they, they put them right next to each other. A couple like where's Star? Star. Yeah, David, and they do it a lot. In that, like the other time they do that is uh, the two little boys who fight vampires are named Edgar and Alan. I was gonna yeah. say, so it's not like out of character. I think they're just having fun with these names. And Michael makes sense. That might as be it. Yeah, he's a warrior angel. Like just having fun. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, and uh, I, I think this next thing is before the next death, so I'm gonna bring it up. Sure. Uh, so when we first meet Edgar and Alan in the comic book store, oh. uh, so Sam, who is the little brother of Michael, the, one, the like main characters, he's like a comic book nerd. Uh, he the knows all that. He like displays a lot of knowledge about comics yeah. to try to impress these local kids, and they're kind of like, "You don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> you don't even know what this like area is about." If we want to talk about acting, just. This well, well first, first they're ripping on him, and then he wins them over by all of his comic book knowledge. And right. they're like, "All right, this guy, let's let's slide him the vampire comic." All three of these kids, the, th- the three younger kids, 
Edgar, Alan, and Poe. Sam. Just <laughs> should be Poe. Sam. You, you would think. Are not good actors, and yet they are my favorite part of the movie, and I would watch them over and over and over. They're great. Edgar was in The Goonies. Yeah, you know? they're like 80s kid actors, so they're like noticeably bad, and yet like so much fun to watch that you will watch them. I honestly, that's why I was, you were saying that that talk about acting, and I didn't know if you were going to say good or bad. I was saying both. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. I loved it. Another thing about them that I did write down is that the teen boys in this movie were so appropriately snotty and sweaty and like pimply. <laughs> yeah. It was a very authentic representation like of preteen boys. Ones. Yeah. They uh. were like gross and I loved it. I was like, that is exactly who would be out there on their little bikes. <laughs> yeah. Sniffling and stabbing vampires. They never grow up. The Goody's one, that Corey. Corey, oh, Corey, Corey Feldman. Feldman. Yeah. You see, he had snot coming down a lot of the time. Yeah. That, that was the most interesting part of the movie because there's like this horror, like there's this adult horror theme and <laughs> there's these like goony kids that are like, I can't take the movie seriously with these guys in it. No. I, I wrote in my notes, what's the backstory of the Frog Brothers? Like, how did <laughs> yeah. how did they get <laughs> oh, to know what they know? It's dark, We could do man. a series well, on novels. the Frog Brothers. Yeah, let's, let's make a Netflix series out the of it. Frog Brothers. The Frog Brothers. The Frog Brothers. Like they're like we can kill the vampires for you. Don't worry. And it's like, haha, these silly boys. And then they fucking kill the vampires. Like they do it. Fucking around. Yeah. At the beginning of the movie, when we first meet them, uh, there's a quote that I wrote down. They're they're talking about trading comic books, and he's like, "You like this one, Mister Phoenix? (laughs) Could save your life." Yeah. (laughs) He's Mister Phoenix because he said he was from Phoenix. Yeah. Yeah. They They had moved from Phoenix to. And it's they give him a second they called the it. second comic right. book. I, he's like, I told you I'm not about horror comics. And they're like, think of it as a survival guide. Yeah. Oh the first God. one was like, called Vampires Everywhere. The second one was called Must Kill Killing Vampires. Or something, yeah, yeah, yeah. something like that. I think that my backstory that I'm going to give them is like their dad or mom was like the best vampire killer in the town and then like maybe got killed by a vampire. Yeah. Not before opening the comic book shop with all of the knowledge stored beneath. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like that they were so militant and like they were like, "Kill your brother." Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like Like, they didn't care. (laughs) They were ready to kill the kid. They were like, "We'll kill kill you." (laughs) Yeah, they (laughs) were like, they had their mission, and honestly, they were right. They were doing their job. I mean, they they just suspected Max, and they were like, "We should just kill him." (laughs) Yeah, they they were really (laughs) rash in there. Conclusions. Yeah, which I guess goes to show that they're young teenagers. Teenage Going boys, off of you know. what Kai said, though, like the genre, the the tone. I don't even know what word is consistent. Yeah, it's so inconsistent. It, inconsistent. Mm-hmm. And normally that would bother me, and it just did not at all. Like it's like they were writing like a campy horror film, but then clearly one of the writers on it was also a comedy writer and was writing like one-liners, like right. sitcom one-liners. There were three writers on the movie. And I think that each one specialized in a different genre. And like Home Alone. they just did not pick one. And, and I loved it. And well, a sitcom. Yeah. Like the lines yeah. that they were saying, like, oh, you'll feel better when you kill your brother. Like that's like a sitcom one liner, which threw me off. And then also horror. It was Whoa. like it was like three writers fighting over what genre is this movie gonna yeah. be? Yeah. And none yeah. of them won, but we won. Did anyone like so we Home Alone kind of felt that way towards the end as they're like mm-hmm. taking down vampires yeah. in different ways throughout Filling the Filling up squirt guns with garlic holy oh, water. Oh, so yeah. good. <laughs> so <laughs> genius. <laughs> Which is genius. And also yeah. It was, it was badass. 
Yeah. But I also got like diehard vibes, but I'm now mm. realizing that maybe that's just because it was 80s and like long blonde hair. This movie actually preceded Die Hard. So if, if anyone okay. was stealing from anybody. Yeah. Okay, Die Hard stole from yeah. the Lost Boys yeah. for sure. <laughs> in, at least in some of the hair. I'm torn because uh, you guys are talking about the writers and I have all that info but maybe i'll save it to laugh what thing. were you gonna say next yeah, maybe let's, we can let's get around it. to it all right all right all right deaths um next up is michael shows up and he's in a tree with the vampires and he's like hey am i a vampire and they're like you're about to fucking see and they kill <laughs> four people i counted four people wait i don't i feel bad because we're this is backtracking a bit but we haven't really talked about michael becoming a vampire yeah, and I, like, I was gonna say because i've just, got several quotes for that and he <laughs> just he just it was the easiest luring he in the world yeah. he was so ready to make friends and do whatever the hell they wanted him to do and my favorite thing about him becoming a vampire was like he just became more 80s in every shot like more <laughs> stereotypically like 80, like the and next shot, like a dangly earring dangly appears, earring. Yeah. like and greasy then, hair. Yeah, his hair yeah. is suddenly greased back. They're like, as he's transforming, he's just becoming like Brett Michaels. And his brother's like, this isn't you. Or? Yeah, yeah. Like, Take the earring out. Yeah, man. it's like it's not you. That's <laughs> vampirish. I advise against it. And he's but, like, you don't know. It's what also I am. pretty weird because, like, initially he's just attracted to Star, and then he like. So Star is like on the back of the bike with David, they showing that they're like a couple, and they're like not friends. Like he wants to like fight them, and then yeah. they like try to send him over the side of a cliff. Yeah, they nearly and kill he him. goes and punches him in the face, and then all the other guys are gonna jump him. He proved he's himself. He's like, no, 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 you and me, like you and me, right now, let's go. And then David's like, well, how far do you want to go? All the way. Yeah, and so and then and then and they're still not not friends. Like they go down to the cave. They're still not friends. He like makes him think he's eating maggots and worms. That's called sexual tension. He forces him to smoke weed. I think it's like the cool guy at school that's like kind of bullying him, but then he's like, "Oh, okay, you're cool. You can ride a motorcycle. You didn't go over the cliff and die. Maybe you can be one of us." And then like he's still like. He's trying to win him over. He might seem like he doesn't like him, but he's like trying to win the cool right. kid over. Right, he's new in this town. He also has feelings for this girl who's like in with the guys. He mm. doesn't know anybody. He just wants to be accepted. This is and what cool kids do. They go down to abandoned do. hotels and smoke weed and eat maggots. Yeah. That's it's... what I was confused about too, because he chases Star, who, like you're saying, that was his objective. Um, he chases Star and these she other an six object. guys. Yes, Jake. Yeah, truly, uh, that was <laughs> yeah. six guys. And like, okay, what's he gonna do when he catches them? Like, isn't she taken? And uh, taken. Okay, come on. <laughs> I'm just so in fun. a relationship. It's so fun to pick isn't on Jake. Isn't she in a relationship? She was the, giving him eyes. The movie was portraying it that way. He's not interpreting it's it. That true. Way. It's true. It's true. He yeah. goes and he's gonna chase six strange dudes who seem to have uh, violent tendencies to this girl, and then like I don't know. I guess you don't really. Well, think maybe that well when you're in love, right? Let's it's give like in love. love yeah, oh, he, he was loved, in love. Yeah, they loved each other. The way they looked at each other for half a second. She said, Ugh. "I care." Oh about yeah, that half yeah. a second. The way, the way that they were like looking away when. Oh, well, yeah. at 
the, saxophone the concert. Oh, yeah. I mean, how who yeah. wouldn't fall in love with someone at that concert? At that concert, yeah. <laughs> no. At the saxophone concert, the way Michael, like, they were trying to make it like he couldn't take his eyes off her. But honestly, if I saw someone looking at me like that at a concert, I would be like, guys, I'm really uncomfortable. We should move. Like, he she was not move. being flirty. <laughs> he chased her. She ran away. She literally ran. Yeah, <laughs> I think even even before he turned into a vampire, is, is like, he didn't give off, like, the best flirty vibes. Intense, dude. No, intense like stalker like going to murder you when we break up See, but vibes. it was like Jim Morrison vibes, you know? It was like he's trying to be like brooding and like Well, Jim cool. Morrison plays a huge role That's in the true. movie. Should we bring him up? <laughs> yeah, so what was the vampire's obsession with Jim Morrison? They I think just every, every dude in the 80s loved Jim Morrison. They loved him because he wrote uh, the People Are Strange song, uh, which they covered for the movie. Mm. People mm. are vampires yeah. when you're a vampire. Yeah. <laughs> And that was the they only had poster they had a, in their hideout, I think, right? And it was yeah. huge. They like had, they had like a billboard. No, Rob Lowe. No, just kidding. <laughs> you know the scene where they're like fading between like. Yeah, like and there was a big. And there's, Jim there's one where they kept Jim Morrison in the back, and it's, they almost put um, <laughs> Michael's face yeah. over Jim Morrison to be like, he is the new yeah. Jim Morrison. Yeah. And it's like, why are they so obsessed with the lead singer of the Doors? <laughs> like, why yeah. not? You know. Speaking of those fades, <laughs> like, I edit for a job. And it makes me not want to edit anymore because the fades were like so because 80s. you'll never edit anything. That's what as I'm saying. Good. That's where. <laughs> thank you for finishing that thought. I couldn't really get there. It was like in like 25 fades per second, yeah. and I don't know that I'll ever be able to achieve anything well, like that. I also noticed it like whenever they were doing that like ethereal cross fading of video signal, they were also like amping up the 80s-ness of the music. Oh, yeah. It was like an uh, 80s oh, yeah. music video. Like, there was yeah. two or three moments where it turned into a full-on 80s music video. I think the whole video movie was yeah. an 80s music video. Yeah. Which, d- okay, wait, this came out in the 80s, right? Yeah. Like, right when MTV was cool. And honestly, like, if you go back and watch the first music videos on MTV, they all looked like this movie. So I'm sure people watching it thought it was really cool. One feeling I got while watching it was like imagine being on like a first date in the 80s in high school uh, around halloween like seeing this movie like it would be kind of like perfect for that it's like scary not too scary yeah it's stupid it's i have a question but imagine you're on a first date during this movie at what point in the movie do you reach for your date's hand whoa (laughs) when when star is getting stalked down Probably right, like when he's like stalking her with his eyes. That's when you hold. That's the scariest part. That's the first part of romance. Like when you're in high school. Yeah, but are you are you saying like you see the sex? Like when do you make the first? Like when do you put your arm around your date? See, if it's scary movie, movie, like are you saying the moment where it's like a jump and you're like oh, or is it like you pretend like you're scared and yeah. Hmm. Kelsey would have been like they're gonna kill the dog. Jumped in the lab. I have a real, I have a real problem, like like should probably be in therapy problem with watching anything at all where animals get hurt it makes me so upset so like also if anyone else is like this here is my plug for does the dog die.com does the dog die.com you can type in any movie name any episode of any tv show and it gives you no spoilers except it'll like very specifically tell you about any kind of animal anything they'll be like you hear the dog squeal off screen when it gets kicked, but you don't see it. Like, they're so specific, so you know exactly what you're in for. That's good. And is this good. is the best movie ever for you because oh my God, the, the dog, dog does did not, not die. die. Not only did the dog not die, the dog killed vampires, yeah. saved his boy's life. That Truly. dog was 
incredible. That dog mm. was Airbud level. Oh great. yeah, he was great. Uh, Jake, did you look up? Does the dog die? I did not. Before? He doesn't I, care. He about rolled me. the dice. Think too. He doesn't. No. He doesn't well, care. I, I was actually so I also haven't seen this movie. I did the research without having seen it, and, and <laughs> what a it was, wild trip that must have been. Oh, it, I actually did, it was really good at like not spoiling almost anything for me. To be honest with you, there are a lot of weird wild. twists that I feel yeah. like you can. Yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, it's a vampire movie, and these are all the actors. I don't know. It, it, I didn't Here's run through the synopsis. A cool teen phrase that they said that I didn't. What is freebasing? Oh, Jake uh, Chase knows. Yeah, I, I've actually seen somebody freebase, and I was shocked. Uh, so freebasing is is essentially like uh, the way I understand it. You get like tin foil out. You put like heroin on it. Oh my god! And wow. then, like, instead of injecting the heroin, that's like the most gnarly way to do heroin. Mm-hmm. This is like the second most gnarly. <laughs> you like light a lighter underneath the tin foil so that the heroin like smokes, and then you inhale the smoke. Mm. Wow! W- when did they sure. say that in the movie? Uh, oh. When he first he was like when Michael looking. becomes like yeah. a half vampire, and he's like wearing his sunglasses, and it's he like wakes up at like two p.m. And the brother's yeah. like, what's up with you? Are you freebasing or something? <laughs> the little brother says that? Yes. Yeah. Oh, wow. 80s was wild. <laughs> 80s was wild. Uh, but there's also, so there's also like a few things. Right when Sam is realizing that Michael is a vampire, uh, there's like a few great quotes that happen. Um, <laughs> so like at one point, he like realizes his brother's a vampire because he sees him in the mirror and he's mm-hmm. like see-through. <laughs> And he's like, my own brother, a damn shit-sucking vampire. <laughs> my own brother. And then he says, wait till mom finds out. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, uh. so that's actually the next quote that I have down. He's like, he's like, don't tell mom. And he's like, I don't know, Mike. It's not like getting a D in school. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's that's like pure comedy. Right? It's classic. It's that's like well, the tone shift. Yeah. You mentioning that, I thought about, so in Stranger Things, which is, this is one of many types of the genre they're always trying to reference like sometimes that it bothers me and I always have to remind myself like the reason they're giving these like stupid throwaway lines I feel like Robin do we watch Stranger Things uh some of us I've seen an episode some of it okay so there's like they do that like in a high stakes thing somebody will be like I don't know just say something witty that is totally Uh unrealistic yeah. But watching this, I was like, oh, yeah, that is part just of like style. so stylistic. That was of just this like time. an 80s style. Yeah. To be like, so yeah. good job, Stranger well, and Things. They keep doing <laughs> it through, um, they keep doing it today through like every Disney movie, which means every Marvel movie is still like, and yeah. sometimes very poorly, throwing in jokes into otherwise tense mm-hmm. situations. Yeah. Even the new It movies have that. Mm. Yeah. Which I thought was like whack. <laughs> it takes me out unless it's done really, really well, yeah. or the character is really like it. Make I believe that a character would actually unless come up with something the like Lost that. Boys. It's yeah. Not, eh. <laughs> the Lost Boys did it so poorly that it, it was so endearing. Yeah, like it was so such, bad. It's good. <laughs> yeah, it was like that's this whole movie. Yeah. I think for sure. It, that's it's our so whole podcast essentially. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so the only other uh, line that I have from that is, uh, so like he finds out his brother's a vampire, then he calls Edgar and Allen, the Frog <laughs> Brothers. Yeah, I and, love uh, the Frog <laughs> Brothers. <laughs> and Edgar and Allen. The, what their response is? You did the right thing by calling us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I just thought that was a great line. Like, they're so good. Why is that in there? When they did are Ghost- so good. When did Ghostbusters come out? 
Oh god! Oh jeez! Was it eighty four? Eighty? It was oh. earlier. They were for oh. sure. That's exactly what they reminded me of. Like they, were, the that they were supposed to be oh. the Ghostbusters. Mm. <laughs> it's great, and they say you're gonna have to kill your brother, and uh, he says I don't want to. He's my brother. And he's like, well, then we'll kill him. Yeah. <laughs> You'll feel better when you kill <laughs> yeah, your brother. Oh man, I'm line. sorry. You're gonna feel better when you kill your brother. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely some great quotes in this movie. The Frog they, Brothers take the. They did not me. hesitate. So I would watch an entire oh, Frog man. Brothers movie that was just them yeah. and all their mini, cases. Like a, a whole Netflix series on the Frog Brothers. Stranger Things. Let's pitch it. Yeah. Start writing. All right. Every different monster, like you can go through all the comic books. You can like, put them into everything. the way they would do that Frog now is like Corey Feldman. Yeah. Oh, they would have him be like. The the dad. head guy, the dad, and there would be a bunch of little frog siblings that he's like Minos. training. <laughs> oh, he's, oh, wait, train, he's training the next, next yeah. batch, of, next batch frog. of frog like brothers. Yeah. Uh, the tadpoles. That's the, the tadpoles name of, the, of the series. Okay, so so they kill a bunch of people. They at the kill bonfire. four people at the feast, and then uh, the frog brothers get in with the now we know him as a half vampire, Michael. Michael, uh, because the frog brothers say if you kill the master vampire, all the half vampires get healed. And so they're all together now, and they go to the vampire lair, and the Frog Brothers climb up and stab uh, Bill from Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. They stab him in the heart, and he fucking dies and sprays blood all over everything. Sparkly blood. So the oh, next yeah. quote that I have written down is actually right before that kill. Uh, he says, flies and the undead go together like bullets and guns. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. They say, what's that smell? And there's flies all over it. Okay. Hmm. I guess Those they boys. stink. Vampires stink. Because they're dead. And they mm. don't But they don't shower. decay, so why would they? Uh, I guess they don't. They're like yeah. just nasty 80s I mean, I think Chase or someone, uh, this might be sidetracked, but like, so the rules of the vampire is you never die, but you must feed. So what happens if you can't feed? Like what happens if you don't feed? What happens to you when you're I a vampire? I feel like, like they get weaker and weaker, forever. and then like the three that hadn't fed, they were like refusing to feed because they didn't want to be killers, were just like completely asleep, barely able to walk. So maybe you just go into a deep sleep. I'll take it one step feed. further. The little kid, he stopped he, his deep sleep because he'd been so weak that he suddenly got this blood, lust, and rage towards the end of the movie, and he leapt out of the bed to go and eat something. Which so, I related to so on such a visceral it. level. You just can't, you <laughs> I am must. such a hangry. Jake can attest. Like, if I am that hungry, that is exactly what my face looks like until yeah. I'm fed. So I'm trying to think, too. Uh, didn't the kid, like, get blood on him, and that's, like, what kind of woke him out of his slumber? He, like, oh, the lust came I to him? I didn't notice that. I didn't see oh. that. Because then when Michael and David are fighting... And David cuts Michael's face, and it, the blood drips into his mouth, and he like licks his lips, and yeah. he's like, oh, and his eyes get all, you know, crazy. <laughs> oh, so maybe that's what did the next half, made them full vampire. They must feed. They're yeah. required maybe, yeah. to. It will happen. How yeah. many how many kills are we up to? Uh, we are up to... Is this how you guys structure this podcast? Yeah, we're up to By eight. kill count? So, <laughs> that's so how the vampires the are pissed that they killed their friend, <laughs> and then they're like, we're coming for you once it's dark. Uh, this is where we got the single tear from oh, what's his face. Beautiful. Yeah. Lovely. Great acting. Um, and they've rescued the other half vampires, bring them back to the house, and they're like, Grandpa, you should go take a walk because we only got one you get eaten. Well, they uh, told him to go on a date. Yeah. Grandpa was, I don't know what words so you're allowed to say on this podcast. Say it. Grandpa fucked. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's true. That's true. Man, yeah. He often mentioned going on dates. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And yeah. his mom was like on the... three dates in a row, too. I mean. But with the same guy, I didn't get the impression that Grandpa was seeing the same woman every time. Oh. Yeah, Grandpa. What an interesting character, this Grandpa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He also, like, the first time we meet him, he's, like, playing dead. Yeah. yeah. Just for fun. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That was the weirdest. Which we assumed would be like a usual horror movie foreshadow, like, oh, Grandpa's yeah. going to go. Grandpa never died. And, and when the mom was making her classic, uh, I just divorced your father jokes, <laughs> he comes out like, ha, ha, ha. And it's like, yeah, yeah he's like, they're weird. And he's planning jokers, taxidermy things next to his, his grandson's uh-huh. bed. And, and they never explain the taxidermy. <laughs> I had a theory. I was like, and I was very wrong, but the whole time I was like, taxidermy, maybe he is a vampire, but he like uses animals so he doesn't kill people. And maybe that's why he doesn't want them to touch his shelf right. in the fridge because he's drinking blood. Uh, and yeah. they, like, I was wondering that as well. And then, and at the end, at the, the end, drank looked red. I know. Yeah. Was Grandpa a vampire? Oh yeah, and he was like, "Never touch my root beer." Yeah, like in this show. I quote. feel like, but there was maybe, no like callback to that. I think that maybe Grandpa in one of the first drafts of the script was a vampire, and then they're like, "Oh, it's too much." And Probably they just exactly. Didn't it. take a lot of that out, and taxidermy so. keeps you young forever, like vampirism. <laughs> <laughs> vampirism. Well, I, w- I wonder too if they even like shot some stuff. I was gonna say delete. And then they, yeah, and then they just were like, ah, we just need to cut all this fluff. You know, we're growing way over time. Like, let's just leave out this storyline. Well, the thing I, I mean, this, this might be skipping ahead, but the thing I liked is that we were guessing up until about the, you know, close to the last moment, like who's the head vampire? Yeah. Yeah. True. So we were thinking it could have been Star. It could have been the well, little boy. Well, that's what bummed me out. Like okay. So yeah, yeah. Kelsey, explain your Star theory. Star is this very, very docile 80s hottie. <laughs> like, she no, is like the classic. The yeah, like, she she is me. so submissive and docile that she barely speaks at an audible level at any point <laughs> yeah. in the movie. Like, she's like, never, never wants to impose and... And she's so motherly. Like, she's she's a total babe. And at the same time, she, like, mothers every f- creature that walks by. But just lays in her bed. And she like lays in. She's so helpless. And there's, like, a sex scene with her. And, like, she's <laughs> just kind of like, yeah, I'll get on the back of your motorcycle. And sure, we can. Have, she's just, like, such a male-written woman that I was like, this is so cool. Because I thought that they were going to, like, play her as this, like, you know, like male gaze girl. And then she was going to turn around and be the head vampire. Mm. And she had been behind it the whole time. And I was so excited for that because yeah. I, it would have been so cool if they had let her like, but I don't think that they were ready yet in the world for mm. a girl I, that I've got cool. I a theory about why she was like that. She this also weak? ties into me thinking that the um, little boy is White boys wrote the script? What? <laughs> uh, <laughs> that like her, the little boy is her brother. Mm-hmm. So I, I think maybe what happened is... David, in trying to pursue Star, was like, she's not going to talk to me all on her own, so I'm going to abduct her little brother, turn him into a vampire, mm-hmm. and then basically hold her hostage. And so now she has to play ball because otherwise they're going to turn her little brother into a full vampire. Mm-hmm. And then, since she's half vampire, she's slowly losing energy throughout the movie because she's not feeding. She's supposed mm. to feed on Michael, but right, she doesn't do She's supposed do to it. kill Michael. Right, so it did losing energy that whole time. The motorcycle transition, it did feel a very like abusive relationship. Uh, like you mean, yeah. you mean when S- Star here. wants to get on Michael's motorcycle, yeah, yes. and then Kiefer Sutherland's like Star, and I was That's wondering, all like, he w- says. like, why does that alone 
convinced her to be like, oh, I got to go with the uh, Kiefer Sutherland. Yeah, and I mean, gonna... they are dangerous vampire right. creatures. But he, she's already a vampire. Have we explained it all for people who, who are, I don't know, who haven't, that like half vampire, the plot is that you are, when you get bit, you're a half vampire automatically. And then when, when you, you drink you... vampire blood. You're half. That makes you half. Vampire. Oh, when you okay. Yeah. So when you drink vampire blood, you're a half vampire, and then when you drink someone else's blood, when you, you kill, when you kill somebody, then you become full vampire. Okay. Oh, so okay, got it. So like the three star, her little brother and Michael were like, I don't want to kill anyone, and that's why they were getting weaker. I was gonna say, um, why didn't they just make Michael a full vampire? But I guess he yes. would have to kill somebody. Yes. So then, did the head vampire at the end want to make? the mom a vampire or did he want yeah. to kill her yeah because he was going to bite her well yeah. that was that was or a was whole that just windy sexy? thing because he said you're so kind and he, i don't think he used the word maternal but you, later have, on, a, he you have a generous nature i he like said, that in i person. told you that boys need a mother yeah that's what he said later mm-hmm. on which is the exact idea of lost peter pan boys. grabbing wendy oh. for his lost boys oh. for sure it's peter like pan runs throughout peter the whole pan. thing you got yeah. starbeen tinkerbell yeah. you got, you got wendy. flying uh, they need a mother wendy they boys. need a mother come and be their mother grandpa's shmi yeah wow oh. shmi yeah I was always on the Shmi train. Sure. Yeah. He's like, yeah, he's like he's got the, the fat shirt. little pirate in a little shirt. Wait, so they make Peter Pan like a bat, the bat? Well, Peter, Peter Pan, Pan is, man, is the head promising eternal youth. He's promising ah. you're never going to grow up. He's giving you the ability to fly. Oh, right. Jake. The Lost Boys. Jake's a smart one. Layers. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So is Sam Hook? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Because Sam, oh, yeah, is yeah. the the. Oh, yeah. They're gonna ruin Peter Pan's. He doesn't have the imagination. The yeah, the little boys are the pirates. Is the dog the crocodile? Oh, speak. Okay, so the next death on the list Could is be. the dog, a nook, who a nooks in a moon, who kills it. As we talked about before. Oh, Literally. sorry, he doesn't die. Oh, I said Tim. he's the next death. He's the next kill. He kills um, one of the three nameless vampires. I don't remember He pushes them into a, uh, a bathtub full of garlic and yeah. holy oh, water. Yeah. He's got the frog boys cornered <laughs> and the dog shows up and shoves him into the bathtub and he burns and brutally. ruins the plumbing. <laughs> That's the my plumbing favorite scene for oh, so many reasons. So this blood like explodes everywhere, I guess. Every single pipe mm-hmm. in the house is pouring out blood. The toilet blood. actually, <laughs> like the ceramic of the toilet cracks and then it explodes, <laughs> which yeah. truly makes no chemical sense. Like chemistry wise, the kitchen, there's a lot happening. Everything. Vampire blood is, is its own thing. It's the, a special um, element. The plumbers in Santa Carla were like making so oh, much bang oh. for all these oh, repairs. Yeah. Honestly, the vampires <laughs> are funded by the plumbers <laughs> of Santa Carla. This is the final showdown. This is Act Three when the vampires have come back at night for this family that killed their buddy. And uh, the next death is Sam shoots with an arrow this bad vampire. It's one on one, Sam versus vampire, and he wins. Uh, he shoots him with an arrow and sticks him to a stereo where he gets electrocuted. Death, Death by, by stereo. Yes. He says uh, that out, literally which, out loud. Yeah. So that guy, that, that vampire, yeah. he just like looks like he should be in an 80s rock band. And they, he gets the most rock and roll death out of anybody. And then they literally, like, right as I'm like, I was literally writing down proper rock and roll death. <laughs> and as I'm writing the word death, they go, death by stereo. And I just was like, keep writing. Yeah. And the music. They have the stereo start playing 
rock music. Yeah, oh, yeah. somehow yeah. shooting yeah. the vampire yeah, 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 yeah. causes the record to start spinning. It's yeah. sparking, but it's blasting. The stereo is literally on fire, but like full volume, clear as day. And again, this is a horror slash comedy. That was very like Home Alone in the best yeah. way. Yeah, yeah. Killing... Until his head exploded, and that... then you're like, mm. Home Alone, R-rated Home Alone. Yeah. I um, loved it so much. You guys, seriously, did, I love this movie. When he went and talked to the Frog Brothers about getting that kill, they were like, the one that looked like Twisted Sister? That's what they called yes. that guy. <laughs> yes. Who's Twisted Sister? Uh, a, a rock band. A hair band. Oh, nice. All right, now we're down to, what's his face? The David. We're down to David, who they get their one-on-one fight, and David is thrown upon some antlers. <laughs> Some taxidermies and, and like a bright light, like a like a very angelic death for this David. This is Kiefer. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was. We call him Kiefer because at the I mean, beginning he like wants David. to fight one on one, and in the end he does fight him one on one because he kills all his friends, and then it's like a big. And I thing. think David really likes Michael. I, really I know. Do. I really think that David wanted Michael to be his buddy, and so it's kind of a betrayal. Yeah. At the end, David's the victim. Yeah, David yeah. got stabbed. They're big all time. a victim for the final death of the movie, which was Grandpa um, Gilmore Grandpa. Gram- Gilmore Grandpa. Max, uh, the bad evil vampire. It, it the was mom's it boyfriend. Edward Herman. Is he the actor? I think so. Yeah. Okay. I don't remember his last name. He's a. Um, he happens to be a Salisbury, Connecticut native. Edward oh. Herman. If that's oh. Edward Herman. That makes sense. Yeah. So, well, how does that make sense? Gilmore Connecticut. Girls is like... Oh yeah, it's Connecticut. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Ed Herman. Yeah, so that ends up, Mom's boyfriend does, and he was a red herring earlier in the film, and then we found out that all those tests didn't count because they invited, they invited him in. Or technically, Michael invited them into the house. Yeah. He even right. asks him, and he's like, yeah. Can, I don't, yeah. This doesn't need to be a huge tangent, but I was interested in your vampire knowledge or yeah. anyone else's vampire knowledge, because there were some... The, some lore and rules reference that seemed to be Right, yeah. They canon. just assumed it was, yeah. So vampires knowledge. can come in unless they're invited yeah someone said that classical vampire trope was that you who said it right when he was like uh are you gonna invite me in yeah and you were like oh well only vampires can only well there's a they're invited another and this is this is like from classic vampire days this is like from the early films but there's a famous movie that's called let the right one in I've seen that. I've seen the American one. And that's the idea is like you literally, they they stand at the window and some of them like hypnosis, like we saw the worms and we saw the maggots. So that's another thing. So even if they hypnotize you and make you say, I'll let you in, then they'll go in. I don't know. Interesting. They don't do it in Twilight, the invitation thing? The invitation thing is not a Twilight thing. The, The like, Twilight vampires do glow, and I noticed that's why I was very excited about the glitter in the blood. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Twilight had some authenticity. They got it right. But yeah, the Twilight vampires, just, they don't fly. They're just really fast and strong. They're incredibly strong. Which I don't think that's a vampire. So I haven't really watched the Twilight strong. movies, yeah. but doesn't yeah. a lot of it take place outside? Yes, but they it's live in cloud, the cloudiest they live in place in the world. Forks, Washington, where there's barely any sun, and if there's ever sun, then the Cullens don't go to school that day, because apparently uh, Doctor oh, Cullen takes they, them they camping. Don't, yeah, they don't die in the sunlight; they sparkle in the sunlight. Yes, Hannah, thank God you're on this podcast. I otherwise yeah, we would I know. be missing this. It's a whole other chapter of the vampire world that does deserve respect. And and this <laughs> the Lost Boys <laughs> is attributed as kind of the beginning of the teenage vampire craze which you know took a long really? time really yeah i mean after this buffy the Va- buffy the vampire slayer 
came out it was a while later but there was a lot of inspiration from this uh film oh, yeah. i bet and you know eventually twilight as we talked about um that's all the deaths in the movie that's the plot how many deaths you missed the best oh, vampire see. show in that what list of modern day vampire what is it what we do in what the we shadows? do in the shadows mm. oh yeah and what we do in the shadows directly talks about the lost boys Really? Oh, it does? In the, really? in the doc, the, or not the doc, the mockumentary, the film. Yeah. They literally, they're like, don't make the spaghetti look like worms. That's from a movie you saw. And, and he's like, no, I'm going to do it. And he like makes the spaghetti looks like, look like worms for somebody. It's just fun. Straight wow. up joke. 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. 12 deaths in this movie. Oh, wow. Just as many as in this movie. More than half? Uh, no, less than half are vampire deaths. Not the vampires are lesser, mm. but they, they're, <laughs> oh, they're eviler. So that was the death count. Um, and now we're going to talk about how the movie got made. Mm. Mm-hmm. How? We, yeah. We how talked are. about screenwriting. Kelsey said, this is how white boys write women. Um, the screenwriters for this are Janice Fisher, a woman. What? In your face, Kelsey. And, so James, and James Jeremias. So Wait, there, I saw three on the yeah. titles. Yeah, the third you one. did see three on the titles. These are the these are the screenwriters who sold the sold the script. The original writers were Janice and James. Okay, there. This was their first screenplay. Good for them. Yeah, and they wanted to make a new kind of Peter Pan. No, <laughs> dude. They wrote a family film about thirteen-year-old vampires, 13, 12 to thirteen-year-old vampires. And the ten to eleven year old Cub Scouts who wanted to take the vampires down. See, you're like, it. oh, that's what. Yeah, Jan- I was that's gonna, not that what was, Janice wrote. I was what was on screen is not what Janice intended. <laughs> I was gonna say, some somebody told Janice in the room, "We will make your movie if you add this female no, character." Like, and like, Janice was like, "I need you to make this movie fine." I know because to your point, because I, I was thinking, you were like, "Well, I think she was acting this way because she was super weak," which I agree. But Michael was also weak and a fucking badass fighting monster and star well, was, was weak fresh. and she was like he was more fresh well, timeline we don't know when fresh. she uh, was half he turned into the badass fighter when he like had the blood in his mouth right no but uh, he was always like uh, i think he he glimpsed into it and then he was bleeding and it was like during the same shot he already had the makeup on he had the prosthetic on when he licked his blood so. and like even if she was gonna be like super weak whatever like it would have been cool if one of the 80s hairband vampires was a girl <laughs> True. So, oh yeah. That well, could have been no a thing. reason why we couldn't have that. So yeah. the, but I think they were trying to hold to Peter Pan. No, you're totally right. Yeah. Like in, in the beginning, when they're all riding the motorcycles out to the cliff, and it's like five guys and one girl, it could have been four guys and two girls. Yeah. Well, like, the thing we you, you said holding the Peter Pan. We were talking about how he said you're so. What was the quote again, Kai? You're, maybe, you have a generous nature. I like that. In the maybe person. they chose Star because she's such a gentile and that's why i was like just because we can just supposed to be wendy because (laughs) she was maybe that was their first guess at first i was like oh she's tinkerbell but Uh, tinkerbell was like such a firecracker so i suspect these two people wrote the screenplay janice and john these two wrote the screenplay it was a a children's movie going for a g or pg rating and then they took the screenplay they'd be like uh we're but gonna we're going to give it to this more experienced guy. guy. He's going to mm-hmm. rework everything so that it actually oh. like, is so, marketable. So here's what happened. They sold their script in 1985 mm. for $400,000. Pretty good. Wow. Yeah. First time screenplay, you split 
400 grand. Back in 1986 or 87? 85 they sold it? Yeah. But they sold it. And then here's and here's like a question that everyone would answer different. Like you sell it and you get your money. Oh, dude. and then they completely change everything about your story. I wouldn't care. Would you rather would have care, your story? <laughs> First if time you screenplay. Like, how much? You know how much time it takes to? Well, yeah, of course you do. Yeah. You take your two hundred grand and you write some other stuff. And you but move if you're, on you're asking your me life. at a time in my life when I would take the money. <laughs> oh, a thousand percent, I would take the money. Ask me in ten years, and we can talk about it. Yeah. Especially because <laughs> they like, could do whatever they want to women characters in this script. Well, uh, but like especially because I don't know, I don't know how attached emotionally were they to like their Boy Scout vampire one. It's not like the yeah. memoir of their life script. It's it's sure. like, are we trying to make a screenplay to get sold, or is this something that like we have a, a vision and, like, for, and so someone just totally they, distorted them? You keep talking on about. I think they keep them on. Okay. You keep like referencing my comment that like I didn't like that one female character but i don't think it's like the also the worst oh yeah, yeah. female characters I've ever seen i kind of like the mom she wasn't yeah, she was great. um she was great she had a personality for she sure a really generous diane <laughs> generous nature advice she was a great actress and like even with her like crazy wacky lines which actually made her a good character like i thought she was are we friends decently well written yeah she was a well-written mom <laughs> she was yeah, yeah I thought she to a, to a teenager. To a yeah. She was like, "Is it a girl?" Because we can talk about sex. If she you was want. a well-written <laughs> character, so like, I don't want to be like, uh, but I just, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's let's move on. Know. Let's move don't on down the story. Let's not healthy. make too many assumptions here. They can I cut that script. out? I'm not apologizing. Yeah, no, I'm they just. They sold their script for 400 <laughs> grand is here. to cut PSO. That that stands for Producer Sales Organization. That was the company that bought their their script. Sound really familiar. I love those guys. Was their phone number attached? PSO. To wherever you found this? Can um, I have it? At this point, PSO is an international distribution company. Also, they're kind of a full-on production company. I love everything they make, PSO. Oh, you're Do being you? serious? You know? I'm a huge fan. I've never heard of them. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh. Well, see, that's the thing. They... Their role in other films is inconsistent. Like they're the production company, they distributed. Like it's weird and it's small. Would you say they're like maybe the Lost Boys of Hollywood? But but (laughs) they are involved in various ways with a lot of cult classics from the eighties, American Werewolf in London in eighty one, which we talked about. One of Chase's favorites recently. Uh, One of my father's favorites. The Outsiders in eighty three. Brat Pack. Rob Lowe. The Never Ending Story in eighty four. And then by the time <laughs> by the time the Lost Boys actually came out, their company was basically no longer involved in movie making ever again. Huh. Uh just for business reasons. What was the studio that like had its logo in the front of the movie? Oh god, I wish I would have looked because I was specifically going to look for it and I didn't because I read this and I was like that's so weird. It'd be so weird if but, yeah. So Warner Brothers ended up distributing okay, taking over distribution for this. Uh by the time it was mm. In theaters in 1987. But before we get there, let's talk about the journey from G-rated kids movie to what it ended up as two years later. R? It, it, it was R. Chase said it was R. Yeah. And yeah, there was a an head exploding, so it makes sense. Not a lot of swearing, though, right? An R in the 80s, I don't think that they really got it strict It was hard with... to get an R back then. Yeah. Really I was, was also thinking, like, if this is R, like, we're going to see titties. Right. Like, it's an like 80s horror There's, movie. You would have thought there were... Uh, it was very tame. Yeah, there was really yeah. only one. So this, they had a sex scene. It didn't have sex. any like I, I visible nudity. Been. Their sex scene was a bunch of crossfades between the two kids' faces and Jim Morrison, and sometimes <laughs> blood. 
No communication, might I add. There were barely words exchanged the beforehand. Was between the there was some rock and roll <laughs> 80s tunes playing. So uh, the <laughs> studio who bought the script, originally they had eyes on director Richard Donner for the film. What had he done? Richard Donner had directed 1978's Superman. Okay. He directed oh, The Omen, a horror film from 1976. He would go on to direct the Lethal Weapon series. Oh, he was what many Should would have called like the most dependable blockbuster filmmaker of the time. He was like the director if you wanted to make some money. Um, was this movie successful? He also directed one called Assassins with Sylvester Stallone and Antonio Banderas, which I really want to add to our list. I've never seen it. Let's but do like, it. That's all you need to sell that's, it, right? Yeah, I yeah, would. Richard those Donner. Two together? Sylvester Stallone, Antonio Banderas. Well, yeah. Antonio Banderas must have been young, too. Yeah. This is pre-Zorro. Yeah. And... Um, so he, at this time when they hired him, was hot off of the Goonies, which he directed ah, in that's why he has his Goonies ah, kid in Corey it. Feldman. And they were mm-hmm. like, we're making the Goonies with vampires. We want you in it. This was going to be a film in the same vein as the Goonies until Donner left the production due to scheduling issues. It makes so much sense. And Joel Schumacher was approached. I've it still had name. some attempts at the Goonies tone, it but as some we've Goonies discussed, in yeah. inconsistently. <laughs> and I did notice there was a Goonies uh, VHS very prominent in the video store when they went. Oh, there. no way. Mm. Oh, Which, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, yeah. they were, like, toying with it on the... And uh, it was right... It was the scene before they showed the Goonies character, the kid think... from the Goonies, in the next scene. You know, I, I like, actually... Feldman just put that there. Sorry? Like, do you think the kid just, like... It's like, i got to promote uh, myself. So my... they gave Donner... When Donner left directing, they gave him an executive producer credit. So his name yeah. is still at the front of this. Well, also, like, the Rob Lowe poster. And I mean, Breakfast Club posters. And it made me think, do we... Like, in movies today, I feel like we don't see, like, posters of the time. universe like, movies. It, yeah, I don't know. I, it, it was interesting that they were referencing so many things that were popular, like, within the last three to five years. Yeah. Right. I would, I would guess that... They probably were like under the same studio like blanket license, mm. so they were able to use it. They're just cross promoting. Like, nowadays, it's kind of just not totally how things work. I guess like the major movies are still under like the big studios, but huh. the license also is anchors your movie in one time. Where not that yeah movies I mean, today are trying to be like timeless, but the times. But like uh, Rob Lowe was just coming off of St. Elmo's Fire, which was a Joel Schumacher movie oh yeah which was oh. the last movie he oh released you know you're familiar then. with joel uh i will i looked uh, yeah a little bit yeah okay <laughs> uh joel insisted that the film be sexier and more adult and he brought in an additional screenwriter. that's what it is it's not the screenwriter he well, brought in an additional screenwriter jeffrey boehm to age up the characters and the story but they it still kept sense. some of their like family-friendly Goonies, and that's why it's a very confused film that everybody should watch because <laughs> it is a train. It's record. for the whole yeah. family. I like this movie about teenage vamp, like thirteen-year-old vampires <laughs> that get like busted by Boy Scouts. But can we put some more sex in this? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. literally, thirteen-year-old yeah. vampires played by twenty-five-year-old actors. Or, oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when asked later why he did the film, Joel Schumacher simply stated, "Vampires are hot. They're the only erotic monsters." Frankenstein is not hot. That's true. Frankenstein's not hot. Hmm. (laughs) Yeah, werewolves. I mean, there was a lot of like sexual tension between the vampires, not just the 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 tension they wanted. The hottie for the guy or the 
like Michael or the star. star star the Sun. only <laughs> female vampire oh okay. really wasn't she wasn't that sexualized like right. she had this kind of sweet sex scene that they cut away from didn't show any of her body it was mostly Jim Morrison and then <laughs> and then maybe she was only she 16. was very sweet yeah. And yeah. like, yeah, so for him to be like, I want to do this movie because I wanted it to be a sexy, hot monster movie. And then like, but what? I think the reason for that is because she was such a damsel of distress. Like they didn't want her to be like s- empowered and like sex, sexy. Like huh. she's sexy because she's such a victim. I, I, I see what you're saying. They didn't want to like it, the Stockholm syndrome thing was going on. So they didn't want to. Well, that have not, her like take the power. Not even back. that. Huh. It's just that like that would make her seem more powerful. Do you think if she the was the femme fatale of the movie, where she was like she was actually yes. the head vampire in disguise, they would have made her like more sexually empowered? I think so. Yes. Well, yeah. But then that would that's why I was like, is she more? seducing then, all of them? But maybe she at the wasn't. End she'd be more right. Empowered. I actually think the sex scene, like I feel like the studio was like, let's cut it, and then like someone was like holding on to it because it was so weird and misplaced and unnecessary and there was no it really well. was it was like they could have just had the two like you're right kiss. just plot wise yeah like am i a vampire and she was like i'm sorry and then they and had then sex. they had sex it's yeah. so weird <laughs> like that's the well, and like I'm, i get like that age sentences. like i had some weirdly time took ups in college but like that was like oh, that was <laughs> high very school, bizarre yeah i bet it, it might have even been, been like you're gonna do an. You're gonna make an R-rated. All right, there's got to be a sex scene in it. <laughs> and then, and then Joel Schumacher's like, "All right, okay. fine, we'll, we'll put They're it." They're overwhelmed with emotion over the world. They have to let it but out somehow. But even then, like a makeout <laughs> sesh, like just adding the sex scene yeah. that was like not showing anything very weird. It or was just even so weird. A line or two of like sh- her showing support it had to or show saying that, the th- that they were in love. That, yeah. Yes. And I th- she didn't say anything to comfort him. And then I thought, okay, maybe it's because the next morning the vampires are going to come home and find them in bed together and that's going to cause a conflict. But, but then they were happen. like naked in bed together and her like the guy she, David, who was like, I don't know, her keeper or her boyfriend or whatever he was, like didn't, care at all or even know like it was mm. just very they could like, have achieved oh, just as much as they did with just a make, just out, a make or a, out or a kiss or her saying anything kind to him at all instead of just <laughs> yeah. i'm sorry and then showing her i tried poop. to stop you uh, it, that that Don't just reminds me of when michael's carrying star up the stairs and the grandpa like stops him and he's like hey uh you know about my rule with like filling up the gas tank and then he's like oh i do now He's like, all right, <laughs> go ahead and carry your unconscious woman upstairs. Uh, I just kind of get so the vibe from Grandpa that he's done that himself before. Because oh. he knew he was a vampire and he's, he's been around the vampire town. Yeah, that's what yeah. I meant, yeah. Schumacher <laughs> often said he worked with one of the greatest casts in the world on his films. Huh. Kind of true. They all seemed good. He Corey approached Feldman, Jason Keeper. Patrick early on. That That's Michael. And... Patrick turned it down many times. He didn't want to be involved in a vampire movie. Really? But Schumacher eventually won him over. What also, else was he doing? I actually don't know. Yeah, he wasn't. Yeah, I didn't recognize much. him. This person I've never heard of. We this thought person he was... I've never heard of and never saw again was too good for a vampire Schumacher movie. Schumacher won him over with his vision and his promise of allowing the cast a lot of creative input. I'm going to look him up. He must have had some power if look he him was up. I've got some of his now. later stuff. I don't have before stuff. For anybody listening, we thought he was like a John Travolta and oh, Tom yeah. Cruise combo. What's his last name? Um, Patrick. 
first name is Jason. Jason Patrick. P-A-T-R-I-C. Chase so, coined the term Tom Travolta. Yeah. Tom Travolta. The so Patrick's creative input was actually instrumental in the casting of Jamie Getz. Gertz. Jamie Gertz as Star. He basically cast Star. Schumacher really wanted to work with a Meg Ryan type, like Meg Ryan. And, uh, She's perfect for that. You think? The Meg Ryan type? Yeah. yeah <laughs> she is the best yeah. Meg Ryan type today. I feel um, like Meg Ryan's very bubbly, though. Yeah. Yeah. She's... And uh, Patrick was like, nah, cast Gertz. And he's like, okay. I liked that she happened. was a little older. Meg Ryan wouldn't have been old enough. It would have been... Really? I, I'm not that familiar with her date I of birth. I think she would have just been... She would have just came off of Top Gun. Oh, okay. She could have done it. For the role of Lucy, Schumacher surprisingly got his first choice for the role. He was surprised because Diane Weist. I don't oh, know. Oh, sorry, I, think I mixed so. the two Diane up. Diane Weist had just won the Academy <laughs> Award for <laughs> Best Supporting Actress. I, I mixed them West. up. I thought he wanted Meg Ryan for the mom, and I was like, she wanted no, no, oh, okay, the romantic interest. Right, right, right. Sorry. So sorry, he, his sorry. number one choice for the mom was yeah. His number one choice was Diane Weist, and <laughs> he was surprised. <laughs> I'm like I pretty sure you say it that way, but at this point now, it's like we've it. all Hannah committed so much. We're gonna look like fools. I love it. I've heard it that way. And she was coming right from her Academy Award for uh, Hannah and her sisters in That's 86. That's where she got it. Yeah. yeah. And they cast her. She's like, okay. Who hasn't seen that movie? I haven't. I haven't. Guys, I just looked up what Me, Hannah. Jason Patrick had done before. He had okay. been in a TV movie called Tough Love that looks pretty lifetimey. Then he was in Solar Babies. Which oh, came yeah. out in 1986. Do we know what Solar Baby? Who hasn't is? seen that movie? No, I've seen. And that's it. That's all he had done so, when he was telling people so to he, go fuck themselves he with wanted roles. To oh, do Solar Babies, but he didn't want to do The Lost Boys. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he did it. Hey man, he I draw the line at Solar Babies. Yeah. After that. All right, all right. This brings us to. Let me know if you want the. Can I give you the log line for Solar for Babies? For Solar Babies, uh, sure, yeah, I'm curious. curious. In a post-apocalyptic future ruled by the military, a group of renegade teenage orphans find a legendary orb, Bodai, that can supposedly bring rain back to a dried-up earth. Huh. Let's watch that next week. Solar babies. All right. So and then this brings us to, uh, in casting, this brings us to the two Corys. Corey Feldman <sighs> and Corey Heim. So Corey Heim, just really quick, my fave, the younger brother. Oh, he did I a great him. job. He was great. I loved him. Um, <laughs> and I did. This you, story is sad. I know. And yeah, then, you yeah, might yeah. have heard Kelsey and Hannah collectively gasp uh, because they, they Googled these two. So these were child actors who played Sam, um, the, basically the second main character, and Edgar Frog from The Goonies. <laughs> and this was their first film together, but the duo would go on to make six more films as a duo within a decade they became best friends on the set they the were two best Corys. friends Super they cute. would actually stay in the hotel while the others would go and like party and stuff yeah because they were doing this ten film. and a half yeah but ten and a half year old movie stars they they do drugs and this is a big downer but heim ended up uh recently ish i think 2010 ish uh, he ended up dying of pneumonia following a long battle with drug addiction. Uh. He said that the trauma n that he faced as a child actor, there's one specific, but there was also the trauma of being 10 and a half and being invited to go out drinking. <laughs> and, um, and in 2020, Feldman, the other Corey, released a documentary about he and Heim being sexually abused throughout their youth in the entertainment industry. By Charlie Sheen. 
by by many they named many people high in the industry including charlie sheen and i think other members of what we looked up earlier as the brat pack yeah they said that they were which rob lowe was a member of and he was on sam's uh closet which is interesting they were interesting trafficked like he said they were being trafficked through like a hollywood sex ring that like a lot of young actors were being abused by like a, a ring of people um I don't know that Rob Lowe was part of that from the article yeah, I don't that know. I read. I don't yeah, know yeah, that we yeah. should they accuse Rob Lowe. Lowe was I'm just saying, uh, I was Rob Lowe was comparison. not much older What than members that. of the Brat Pack were they accusing? Um, I don't know. I don't think I have heard the Charlie Sheen the accusation before. I heard Charlie yeah. Sheen, but we looked up the Brat Pack. I don't think I would. I, I didn't know. watch the doc. It only came out two years ago, so check it out. It's got a, a yeah. quite a title. The Two Corys were also in a reality what show called The Two Corys, which was about them like playing themselves in a reality show that was in like 2006 ish and that would be an interesting find i think mm. yeah what was the title of the doc yeah on oh. the other end of the spectrum the yeah. documentary is called the rape of two quarries yeah. i think that's the name of the doc. yeah they yeah. went for it i mean it grabs your attention there's a there's another doc called open secret which is about um yeah that this this dark subject within hollywood and it's, yeah. i recommend it this is it's our disturbing. first father's favorite movie that has delved into this uh, topic. The Lost Boys <laughs> is really deep. It really is. Um, so anyway, the script was sexied up, and uh, the cast was cast, and the film shot mostly in Santa Cruz, as we discussed. Santa yes. Cruz. With many recognizable landmarks, making it a pride of the city. They still, to this day, will watch that film in the park every summer in Santa Cruz. Hey. Every Aww. summer? Why not? Because well, they do summer movies in the park. It's like Why a not Halloween? Because the weather's nicer. I bet I'm they still f- put I on mean, an event for them where they're going to play it, up, it during Halloween. If you Google yeah. the Lost Boys right now, which I did this morning, it tells you showtimes because it's showing right now for holiday yeah. season yeah. in various places. We could have watched. You them. know, my brother lived in Santa Cruz for a little while. I should ask him if he ever saw the Lost Boys. Yeah, or if he yeah. is a Lost Boy. Mm. Go but find the hotel. Ask him through the <laughs> phone in case he, you know, yeah, is a vampire. One, is a vampire. Well, he could just fly down and. Just make sure you keep a bathtub full of garlic and uh, holy water. Kill your brother. Well, (laughs) you'll feel a lot (laughs) better when you kill your brother. (laughs) Even if you're not sure if he's a vampire, just do it. (laughs) Just do it. The only the main reason I'm not going to is I just care about my plumbing. (laughs) Yeah, that's a that's a big tab to pick up. Yeah, after the the house was wrecked, man. Grandpa had. I would never do that. I mean, yeah, Grandpa. The house was wrecked. And I was like, oh, their poor grandfather, because it was his house. But then he drives through the wall. Yeah. That was a great death, too. That was a a good climactic moment. Yeah. But it it was. was. They were taking, like, it was dramatic during the um, Michael versus David fight. And then they were like, okay, we're going to bring in one more boss, but it's not going to be dramatic anymore. It's going to be silly, and it's going to end in the goofiest way. I just, like, I do wonder... The tone we talked about how like maybe they cut out some of grandpa's story somewhere along the line because there were so many weird things but like mm. like do you think they cut out how he knew he was supposed to be out on a date and exactly the right moment he drove through the wall with a stake at exactly the right point to hit this man like how did he know he got to his date's house she said i didn't say to come at seven they had a quickie he put <laughs> the stuff back on his car and drove home and like something's up Noticed yeah. maybe that there was blood dripping out of the windows. Yeah, probably right. parked. There's holes in the roof. Probably parked at the edge of the driveway and saw it happening. Strapped up, 
drove in. Strapped right up. Uh, yeah. They shot mostly in Santa Cruz, some shots in L.A., some in at the Warner Brothers studio. Filming began June 2nd, 1986, and ended June 23rd, 1986. It was a 21-day shoot. Pretty quick. Wow. Yeah. I'm impressed. Three 21 weeks. days. I huh. wouldn't have guessed that they could Good have gotten that Good for Joel Schumacher. They got that done. They got it all done for $8.5 million. There was a lot that's, of flying. That's pretty tight. 21 days. That surprises me less. So <laughs> now, didn't look high 5. budget, in my opinion. What was the domestic <laughs> box office? Budget's 8.5. You want to know what I, they I would be surprised if they did not make their money back with that budget. The movie was a success. Opening weekend, they made about 5 mil. They ended up grossing over $32 million. And they spawned two sequels. Novels what? and multiple comic book series. You mean straight what? to video sequels, or they actually hit theaters? There's a sequel. There are two. I've sequels. never heard of the there's sequels. There's a comic book I don't know series. The Lost Boys too. Yeah, there's lo- still there's lost. Future Lost Boys, <laughs> and actually, um, David survives and is uh, in. Oh, the the Kiefer Sutherland blonde guy. I'm not sure if the actor does, but the character uh, is in the next movie. We so should, we should look that up. Yeah, yeah. Frog yeah. interesting. Yeah, there are two sequels, and are they're the Frog called Brothers The also Lost in it? Boys: Colon This and The Lost Boys: Colon That. Well, because he—that's interesting because he doesn't get a stake driven through yeah. him. It's antlers, and he's the only one that doesn't oh. explode. They probably talk about that. <gasps> wait, the first but sequel. Wait a oh, okay. I yeah. just want to tell you the name of the next sequel: Lost Boys: Reign of Frogs. <laughs> yes! Oh my God! Yes, the Frog I, it's Brothers. What we wanted. That was the answer to my question. Another wow. biblical reference. I'm glad they. Ah. they yes. I would read. I would read the okay. comic book. Like I bet the comic book has a lot of backstory on the Frog Brothers. Yeah, I would. Two oh. comic book series is series is a hard word to pluralize. Um. Oh, so yeah, great. huge success. Critically, it was uh, a mixed bag. There were a lot of praise, and there was also a lot of not praise. Anyone who criticizes needs to have some fun in their lives. All right, I say here, critics were they generally were impressed, but they were divided. Roger Ebert gave the film two point five stars out of four, which is like, why does that guy four stars? He rates out of four. It's just weird to me. He's we rate out of ten. Stars. Yeah, come on, Roger. Who's yeah, Roger get, get with it. <laughs> yeah. well, Who is this guy? Uh, he says <laughs> that the cast is good right down the line, but it was a triumph of style over substance and, quote, an ambitious entertainment that starts out well but ends up selling its soul. Huh. I would say the other way around. I felt like it started poorly and it by the got end, me I by the yeah. end. Yeah. <laughs> I thought uh, it started poorly, you think? I yeah, was... I thought the first, like, 20 minutes I was like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> It sold its soul. Ebert wanted it to continue in that vein the whole time. Because there was so much soul in, like, what, the police officer getting abducted out of his car? <laughs> another <laughs> another critic, Elaine Showalter, writes that the film brilliantly portrays vampirism as a metaphor for the kind of mythic male bonding that resists growing up, commitment, especially marriage. Huh. I think she's reading pretty deep. <laughs> she's... I don't know if that's what the writers were trying to get at. Uh, you guys, you guys like tapped on that earlier. I think um, male bonding vampires made them not want to get married. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You said what something like that. Is I remember the something commentary like that. on <laughs> marriage? Yeah, I didn't Except get that, that. Hers had ended, but that has nothing to do with the know. vampires. It was and a, the boys. Can you read that again? It's a commentary on male how male bonding 
vampirism as a metaphor for the kind of mythic male bonding that resists growing up, commitment, especially marriage. Oh, so men, okay, okay, okay. Men bond together to stay young forever and not... To like, resist the responsibility. You know, of women, settling them. us women bring in Over responsibility. Oh, you know, I did want to mention this early because we were talking about Joel Schumacher. Joel was an openly gay director at the time. Right. That's and, cool. And that was kind of a big deal. Being an openly gay 80s. anything yeah. was a big I, deal. Yeah. I did say that I sensed tension between those and two. And yeah, there there, there really was. Yeah. What did you guys think of uh, David as a vampire? Like, yeah. What did you think of Kiefer Sutherland that playing was great. Uh, I thought David was a good villain. And this movie, of all the ones that we watched, reminded me of Point Break a lot. Oh, because uh, there's a seductive bad guy. The bad guy and, gang. And it's about like the good guy trying to have an internal battle of, like, do I side with the bad guy mm. or do I stick on the righteous path, which yeah. might not be the it's the less cool path. but Yeah. And these, yeah. these lost boys were just like... Being themselves, like unapologetically yeah. being themselves. Yeah, I, I thought point it was. They had fun with it, which I like. Kiefer had fun with it. And yeah, it wasn't football on the beach. They slaughtered people. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's right. They both had beach scenes, both very different. And he had a little depth to him, like for being like such a silly character. Like he that was he like cried. he cried. Uh, yeah. He like wanted the approval cry. of his. Was he hot? Max. No. No, <laughs> I'm gonna jump firm, in there. Firm Absolutely no. not. Yeah, which I yeah, it's fine that they made like it was kind of fun that he had the cool flair and confidence and looked like. And you're a, just like, where is that the Power Ranger coming from? Was a good like it felt very campy. Mm-hmm. Power Ranger. There were some Doctor other Who, hotties like. in the Vampire Squad. There was there was a couple. Two of them I thought were pretty hot, and then Michael, you the like, main character, uh, big was eyes guy. You commented no. on his eyes a lot. I thought he looked like a little gnome. I thought he was so cute. You look, what is that animal with the huge eyes? Cap- cool. Capybara? Capybara. Hmm. Yeah, like his eyes were like enormous. Yeah. So no, I wasn't like attracted to them, except that I wanted to. They were to, disarming. Like, maybe. Like, In a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like a kitty. Yeah, he was like a kitty. And then he was the one that got stabbed. Uh, who's the hottest uh, character in the film? Star. Gotta be Star. Uh, star. I, I, or, or I Michael. Mean, uh, Michael was hot. Michael was also hot. I would say Star and then Michael, but Star I'll was see. like supermodel level hot. Or Jim Morrison. Jim, Jim, Jim Morrison, Morrison is a hottie. Yeah, yeah. The hottest guy in the movie. Probably. Although I think like one of the vampires, there's one specific vampire that I thought was really hot and we just didn't get to see him a lot. Brunette with the long yeah. brown hair. The he was pretty. Guy. He was pretty. He had I, great hair. Oh. So no. jealous of that. Yeah, that was the hair that I was noticing. Yeah, maybe he was. No, I. He was he was like he didn't have that cool of a death. Do you think they had to pay Jim? Mor- Who did they have to pay to get Jim Morrison to be such a the Morrison a estate pivotal role in this film? And why would they spend money on that? Yeah, like, why I'm was saying, it so important? That's that's what I want to like, know. There, it couldn't have been free, right? He was too big of a, a, a star in this movie. I don't know. So when prominent. did Morrison die? Uh, seventy nine or something. Oh. Like that. Wasn't it was he like in the twenty seven club. So he's he in the twenty seven club. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. So maybe it's allowed. I I'll say uh no, Kiefer was the hottest guy in the movie because I every time he was on the screen I couldn't like couldn't look, look at anyone else. Hey team, I did a little research and I'm sorry to go back to I just realized I no, never talked about it. hot people again. <laughs> no. But there's reference to Jim Morrison. Some people think he could have been like a vampire. 
Like some, it Wait, says some, no way. It says some people th- were like, Jim Morrison is, I mean, I'm just saying. And then there is That's like so a Google funny. search. What is the significance of Jim Morrison in the Lost Boys? Yeah. And I haven't read that much, but I'm, I just was curious. So maybe there was some Jim There's Morrison. a real theory out there that he was a real vampire. Yeah. So maybe yeah. they, maybe they, they had were, been at the time. Like, okay. Yeah, so they but like he's he didn't him. live forever, so that debunks that. Well, but there's also conspiracy theories about his death that he probably didn't die because okay. he's a vampire. He flew. Let's away. say you're a teenager and you're a vampire, and you like the Doors, and you idolize Jim Morrison because he died when you were young, right? Uh huh. And you and you there's a theory that he's a vampire, and you are a vampire, and you're like, hell yeah, let's put him on our I wall. I bet that he wall. is. He's my let's, favorite vampire. Let's find the biggest actually. poster we can get. Absolutely. You're right, Jake. Let's all steal this billboard. It <laughs> makes sense. Oh, was there a dance? There were dance sequences. Yeah, at the very beginning. Saxophone. Yeah. Okay. Mm. <laughs> That's one thing that we talked. To, I told Chase there's dance scenes in most and movies. Now, and now more I can't mo- more movies than it. you. Oh yeah, in every of. '80s movies, there's a dance sequence. In every, in, in a every lot of movies. Or a, or and so far, each one that we've watched since then has had one. Yeah. Um, we have one more critic on here. Some random YouTuber. Comments. <laughs> Do we need to hear this guy? <laughs> it was Jake. It's just Jake. Some random <laughs> YouTuber Jake. comments that this is Twilight if it was cool. You've got teenage vampires and young love, but nobody's moping around or glistening in the sun. God bless uh, this well, movie. Well, he's got it wrong right there. There's some glistening there in the movie glittering. for sure. Absolute glistening. And, and love or lust? Yeah, we're not going to call this love. He called it young love. Which is I feel like she was thing. just trying to survive and keep her brother safe. Like I, I did not feel like her. Right, well. I don't think that kid was her brother. I'm going to say that because that kid was on a milk carton. She was not. Yeah, but she's well. She was she out was partying. Older. Like she wasn't missing. Yeah, you if know? it was her brother, she would have reported it to the milk people. Or she would have kept it a secret because she didn't want to be like, Mom, my brother's dead. I, I think yeah. maybe she would, or my brother's a vampire. I think she would have wanted uh, to be like, but she would fix huh. him and then bring him home. Which she was like living with them at that point. Well, and that fits my theory that they sort of, they made the kid a vampire to get her in and then they sort of held her hostage. Yeah. So she and couldn't say anything brother, otherwise they'd. I go back to the question of: Are they collecting Lost Boys like Peter Pan, or are they creating? Well, but Lost they don't boys? age after they get them. So those other boys got collected at as teenagers. Yeah, uh-huh. that's which why is, I'm which like, which is just like Peter Pan, huh? And we also don't know when they were collected, right? They could be hundreds and hundreds of. But years we old. know by their hairstyle that that they were hip. <laughs> yeah, they yeah. Like to be you think it. they they must have changed their hairstyle at the times? So much. That's not from like 1903. They they were like that always, and it just got cool in the 80s. They set They're the like, trend. Oh. Yeah, exactly. So um, after this movie, after the success, uh, Schumacher. Everybody goes on to do more stuff, right? Schumacher directed more. He directed Batman Forever and Batman and Robin. He directed Phone Booth, which would be another interesting one for the podcast. Colin really. Farrell. Yeah. yeah. He one. directed, get this, guys, The Phantom of the Opera. Wow. Oh, I, I saw that. And my brief Google. Da, 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 da. Same song. And others. I uh, like this guy. Yeah. I, I like this director. The cast also went on working. The two Corys, we've talked about them. Yeah. Uh, Diane guy. Weist. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's West. Love. I think it's <laughs> Diane West. <laughs> no. I don't know. Who we I know and love from uh, Edward Scissorhands, The Birdcage, and others. Uh, Keith for Sutherland starred in 24 as Jack Bauer. Jamie Gertz 
was in Twister. I couldn't find much else that she was in. Oh, I have one random trivia fact. Atlantis Fantasy World comic book store, where they went in the film. It's a real comic book store. Oh, cool. It yeah. still carries the original number one issue of Vampires Everywhere, a comic book which was created just for the film, and its opening page is signed by all of the cast members of the movie. And the owner will still let folks hold and take pic- pictures with the comic book free of charge. Aww. Oh. Is that in Santa Cruz? Yep. Cute. So cute. Chase, what do you give this Ratings. movie? Ratings. Uh, all right, so for critical rating... I'm probably only going to give it a 4 out of 10. Uh, I feel like there's a lot of stuff that just keeps it... It, it kept me out of it for a lot of it. Uh, however, for enjoyment, I'd give it a 7. I would totally watch this movie again. I would totally recommend it to people. Uh, I, I wouldn't say it's a good movie. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. it's so bad that it's good. I liked it. Yeah. Love it. Is it my turn? Yeah, I think so. He's got it. Yeah. Oh, okay. So the critical review... Um, yeah, I'd give it, I don't know, I'd give it like a three. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but entertainment wise, I'd also say like, wait, six or seven. I don't know. 6.5. Cause I wouldn't watch it alone, but like with you guys, I'd watch it again. Like it's a good camaraderie. Mm -hmm. Definitely a talk during the movie kind of movie. Yeah. Love All, that. Like October movie. You know what? Sure. Maybe I should give the critical a little better because it did, it leaned in and like at least it knew it was the actors bad. were good at being campy. Yeah. Maybe I'll give it a four with you. Okay. Four and 6.5. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm hard. To, it just okay. Okay. You're good. But also the whole women thing, back to a three. Okay. Your <laughs> turn. Ba- so you're back to a three. I'm out of three. Okay. Good. I'll do 3.5 for critical. I, uh, I, I I I'm trying to think of like how I can describe how I didn't think it was that good. But, um, <laughs> it's been described. Yeah, I think you guys covered it. It was um it was just like you know if you're judging this like as we said like you're a member of the Academy voting on Best Picture, what 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 were they trying to like? You can't even decipher <laughs> the intention of the movie. But um, but enjoyment wise, like watching it with a group of people, this is a fun movie to see with a crew uh it's like there's a lot of moments where you can just like laugh at it there's some moments where you can kind of get into it and then like you know it's fun to figure out like who's the head vampire like uh, that's kind of fun so i <laughs> i'd put it at 7.5 entertainment wise so right. 3.5 7.5 i didn't know that the critical score was like if we're voting on it for the academy if that i too <laughs> <laughs> that's <laughs> it's not winning an oscar for me but in any sense of the imagination. I'm also... <laughs> That's true. Going to probably be the high... I would say eight enjoyment yeah. level. Because... you really liked it. We just went, I like, did. Loud, yeah. I really <laughs> liked it. It was like my exact style of camp. Like if I'm going to watch a campy movie. Like honestly, might, I might have put it on again by myself. Yeah. It's... In, I... Don't yeah, know like if I should have admitted that out loud. While you're editing but something. Yeah. No, admit it out loud. And then... <laughs> I think also like the same way that if an animal gets hurt, like I cannot do it. If there's like an, if you're gonna put like Airbud in a movie, such a good animal hero in this movie. True. Then I'm done. So then good. you got yeah. me. So a like nuke. eight. Yeah. Two and eight. All right, I, I gave it the best ratings of us all here. Um, my critical, st- my critical score is a five. What the fuck? Wow. I think that this film has some issues with tone. 
<laughs> it's two different movies, but I think both movies are good. <laughs> <laughs> At the same time. So I give it a five. It's two tens divided by two makes it five. Average. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> He's a 10, but he doesn't know his tone. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to say that the vampire scary sexy side of it is a 10? All right. This is a five, <laughs> critically. Now, I liked this movie a lot. I'm with Kals, a dog hero. Oh, it was so fun watching the Home Alone vampire kills. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and each act of the movie kind of evolves and it brings you along with it. So I gave That's this an scenario. eight. I gave this an eight for like as well, for uh, nice. audience score. Nice. Five and eight. Solid. And yeah. that's all I got for y'all. Those vampire girls, I'm like, I could have done that. Yeah. I could have filled up a squirt gun. Thrill- it's like. nice to feel like you could kill a vampire True. watching other people not, kill a vampire. So the stake went through quite, yeah. quite that, easily. That kid had the arm of, like, I mean, it was a, it was a kid, and he it lunged that, that sharp either. That wooden dangle- stake. The guy was dangling, too, when you think of the way that it should have just pushed him right. back. Yeah. The force it takes to totally pierce of a human body with a it was a, it was really incredible impressive <laughs> or it's just easier than we think to pierce a human body with a fence post only one way to find out <laughs> <No>. <laughs> sorry all right <laughs> uh that's all right, well that was fun that's it that's your father's favorite movies. i loved it thanks, thanks for yeah. having me yeah uh, thanks, thanks for, for having the new me. guests kelsey and hannah thank you oh my Woo. god the Lost Boys. The Lost Boys. I'm Everybody so happy this is the movie that we watched. Me too. All right. Next week, we're doing Dawn of the Dead spooky for spooky season. season. So, catch you that time. Love is with your brother.